Blog Talk Radio. We're here, God, because your promise has been fulfilled in us. We're here, God, because when we seek you, we find you. God, when we ask, we receive. When we knock on the door, you answer it. Your word is alive. Your word is alive today. It is truth. It is everything.
Welcome to Prayer International Radio. I'm your host for this hour, Sean Holmberg. Our call in number tonight, 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for absolutely anything whatsoever, please give us a call. Anything that's on your heart, anything you're struggling with or battling with, um, please give us a call. And we're more than honored to intercede on your behalf and to stand on the word of God, believing the Father is will to be done in your life. Um, so we're, um, me and Chris, um, the other hosts of the show, have been doing this broadcast for going on a little over six months now. I'm completely blessed by the reception and the warmth we receive from the Blog Talk Radio audience. I'm completely surprised at the grace of God and the number of listeners from all parts of the earth who listen to our shows. And um, we run the show pretty much for two hours a night, um, so from, for the most part, seven nights a week. Um, but recently, me and Chris have noticed there's a lot of other people on Blog Talk Radio, um, which we knew there were to begin with. Um, and a lot of people on Blog Talk Radio have their own shows, even some of our listeners have their own shows. Um, and since our, our start time has always been 10 to midnight, because um, we've been trying to, um, for the most part, um, find a time frame that would be suitable for us, since we both have families, um, you know, we both work full-time. Also, um, more importantly, um, knowing that there's listeners um, from every part of the earth, um, in the United States, there's the East Coast, um, I'm sorry, the West Coast, um, which is a couple hours um, behind us. Um, and then there's people in Australia and Russia and Africa who listen to the broadcast. And so trying to find a suitable time that everybody can listen isn't a reality since everybody is in different time zones. Um, so... Um, but since there's so many people on Block Talk Radio, um, and a couple of our listeners, um, we found out have shows at 10 p.m. And we don't want um, our ministry um, to be um, any kind of competition for anybody. We don't want um, believers or non-believers to ever have to choose who they want to listen to. Um, and we would rather um, separate ourselves a little bit from that time, from that 10 o'clock time slot so that um, the Holy Spirit can just lay on the hearts of men and women um, who he fills and he wants to direct our broadcast can come. And so, and also, um, we're here to promote the body of Christ. Um, and if you're not listening to one, our, one of our shows, we would really hope that you would listen to some of the other shows. Um, for example, um, a rarely anointed um, woman of God um, you can look up her broadcast is JC Overcomers. Um, um, JC for Jesus and then Overcomers. Um, and so me and Chris decided that we're, for a little while, we're going to push the show backwards to 9 p.m. Central Time. And so we're going to start running the show from 9 to 10. Um, and then we'll leave a little bit of room open um, after the that just in case the show runs over or we're interceding or praying or whatever the Holy Spirit does. And so starting tomorrow night, we'll just be starting our show an hour earlier. Um, 
and so hopefully um, you can all listen to us and continue to faithfully listen to us. Um, whatever. Um, because, you know, we're not doing this um, for us. We're not doing this for a ministry to have our name in lights. Um, frankly, um, we don't care um, about that. Um, we're here because we love the Lord Jesus Christ. And we love the body of Christ, and we love the people out in this world, um, whether they believe in the Lord Jesus Christ or not. And we know the Lord is constantly moving in the hearts of men and women. And any opportunity that there is for someone to come to know the Lord, any opportunity we have to pray or to intercede or to believe the Word of God for people, um, we rejoice at because we know that the Word of God is true. We know that God doesn't lie. We know that he is faithful to uphold his word, that he has spoken to us, that he has promised to us um, from the foundation of the earth. And that's the reason we're here. Um, and, you know, it's like me and Chris have talked about. You know, it doesn't matter if it's our show or someone else's show or whatever. As long as people are getting saved, as long as people are coming to know the Lord, as long as the name of Jesus Christ is exalted and magnified in the earth, that's what it comes down to, and that's all that matters. Because it's not about um, it's it's not about um, who has the best ministry. It's not about who can claim the most number of salvations. It's about the Lord Jesus. Um, it's his it's his bride. It's his body. Um, they're, we're all his sheep, and and in the long run, the only name that's going to be exalted is his. And so, once again, starting tomorrow night, um, we're going to be starting our broadcast an hour early. Um, so hopefully you can all join us. Um, so we're going to take a very small break, and we'll be back in just a minute.
Regional Radio. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. Just to catch you up, um, tomorrow night we're going to be moving the broadcast up an hour. So um, it'll be 9 p.m. Central Standard Time tomorrow. Um, And so hopefully that becomes a better time. You know, earlier tonight um, I was listening to a a message about um, choice and free will. And, you know, um, the pastor was talking about Genesis. And, you know, I love the story of Genesis. Well, let me back up. I love the fact that the Holy Spirit gives us revelation. I love the fact that the Holy Spirit takes the Word of God and the Scriptures and makes them alive to us every time you read them. Um, You can go through the Scriptures. um, And it really wouldn't matter which book of the Bible you picked. And the Holy Spirit could bring you revelation and understanding that you didn't have, even if you read the same chapter the day before. So, um, you know, the Garden of Eden is an interesting story. Um, And to explain, it's because um, there's a tree. God puts man in the Garden of Eden, and there's a tree of knowledge. And then there's the tree of life. And Adam and Eve, pretty much their only job was to walk around the garden and worship the Lord. And and God said, you can have anything you want to eat. You can have anything in this garden. It's mine. It belongs to you. Um, we're sharing it. Um, and I want you to be steward of it. You can have anything you want. You can, But don't eat the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Um, because not all knowledge is good. and um, But, you know, God didn't say don't have the tree of life. He's never mentioned the tree of life. Um, and, you know, it, it's interesting because God had always, it says in the Bible that God has placed eternity in the hearts of men. And God, from the beginning, had always planned on men having eternal life. He breathed into us the breath of life, and we became eternal souls from that moment on. Um, And Adam and Eve could have spent eternity um, forever in the garden and and with the human bodies they had uh, without sin. um, If they would, and they could have kept eating the tree of life, kept coming to the Lord. And we know that the life, that tree, um, we have that life through the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way. The only way to the Father. Um, And there's a million people out there in the world who are going to debate about that. You know, a million different religions, but, you know, one thing me and Chris have always said is we're coming, we want to, like, present the truth of the gospel at its most basic form. And Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, you can take that and you can believe it however you want but that's what the Bible says. That's what Jesus said. And there's a million questions. Well, what about um, what about people who've never heard of the name of Jesus? And I would say then that's probably why Jesus said to pray the Lord of the harvesters to send out laborers into his harvest. That's why the Bible talks about us interceding and praying and sending out people to go into the streets and the alleys and the fields and the nations where they haven't heard the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because he said, until this gospel is preached to all nations, the end won't come. Um, 
But I also know that the Lord God can do pretty much whatever he wants to, and he could have an angel show up to someone at any point in time and has, and he probably has many, many times. The Bible says that we've unknowingly entertained angels at times without even realizing it. Um, and so the Lord is gracious, not willing, long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Um, but he said he was the way. He said he was the truth. And he said he was the life. And the way was always through him to the Father. The truth, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, all the knowledge that we need comes through him. All the knowledge ends with him. And all the, all the knowledge in the world is nothing without him. And he is the life. Um, our very breath from the creation of the world was, it says, all things were made by him and for him, through him. All things exist and consist because of him. And it says in John, it says, in him was life and light. And that the light that brings light to the world. You know, um, someone says that once that in heaven, there, it says in the Bible, there isn't need for a son, for he illuminates everything. And someone had a vision once, and he said when he got to heaven, he noted, one of the first things he noticed was there was no shadows, because there was no darkness anywhere, because the light of the Lord Jesus Christ illuminates everything. The same Lord who's illuminated our hearts to the love of the Father. To comprehend and really come to some kind of understanding of the love of the Father. And so, anyway, we were talking about free choice, and um, we were talking about how, you know, um, or what the minister had said, and something we've mentioned here before on the broadcast is that um, a lot of people go around trying to scare people into heaven. They, um, they get up and they're on television or wherever. They get out with their signs and their picket, whatever, and they tell people God hates you and you're going to hell and you know you need to get saved right now or you're going to burn in hell forever. And they completely miss the love of Jesus. They completely miss the heart of Jesus. Um, is there a heaven and hell? Yeah. But Jesus didn't talk he talked a few times about hell, but he a lot of, sometimes he even talked about it about believers too going there. So um I don't think believers have much of an excuse to judge other people when it says that we're not the judge, only he has been appointed to judge. And the reason I say all that is, you know, hell in its in it in its entirety you know, you can talk about the flames and all that other stuff, but what it really is is the absence of God. And, you know, people will ask, well, how could a just God send people to hell? And the reality is a just God wouldn't have a choice but to send people to hell because he, if people refused and decided that they didn't want him and they didn't want to have anything to do with the Lord Jesus, if people refused and desired not to be in his presence, then he wouldn't have a choice but to prepare a place for them, which is what he's done. And originally the place wasn't for him, it was for the angels that rebelled against heaven. And that was the place that was prepared for them. But now it's for those people who've chosen they don't want to be with God. And so, you know, the absence of his presence 
would be worse than any fires imaginable, any kind of torment imaginable. No matter how long it lasted, would be nothing compared to the absence of the presence of God. You know, something that we've never experienced, something that we as believers never will experience. No one on this earth has ever experienced the absence of the presence of God. Because the Bible says, where can I go from your spirit, or where can I flee from your presence? Even when Jesus left, the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, came down to earth. And even without that, the presence of God is still on this earth, because he fills all in all. Jesus fills all in all. But the only person who has experienced the absence of the presence of God was Jesus himself upon the cross. When he became sin for us, and the Father had to look away from him for just a brief moment in time, which probably seemed like eternity to Jesus. But he was it. We'll never experience it. We'll always be in the presence of the Father. Because there's nowhere that you can be that he's not. He could get on a shuttle and it was possible to travel to the outside edge of the galaxy and even there his presence would be there and yet there are people for whatever reason because their hearts haven't been aren't right or because they're not ready or because they just love their sin more than they love righteousness desire don't desire him don't want to desire him don't want to know him and so he's paired up a place for them too to give them exactly what they want not because he's vengeful not because he's spiteful not because he wants to punish them but because his love for them overrules everything else he cannot force them against their will to be in a place they don't want to be and that's a very horrifying thought. You know, Jesus stood up on the cross, well, he, I mean, hung up on the cross, and he looked down and he said, you know, Father, forgive them, for they have absolutely no clue what it is they're doing. The Bible says, had they would have known, how would they would have been able to perceive the Lord Jesus Christ? You know, the Bible says that the things of God are spiritually discerned and the and those of the flesh cannot perceive them. They can't understand them. They can't grasp them. You can talk to them. You know, that's how people can see miracles and not believe and still not believe after they've seen a miracle. You know, Jesus said, they asked Jesus for a miracle and he said, you know what, even if someone was to be risen from the dead, they still would not believe. He said, if they didn't believe the words of Moses, they won't believe mine or yours either. And Lazarus was raised from the dead, and they didn't believe him. They still didn't believe. Jesus was raised from the dead, and some still don't believe. But, you know, those people who can't believe is because their hearts have never been flooded with the light of the love of Jesus Christ. They've never had a relationship with him that they could actually know him. So how could they possibly comprehend him? And so, you know, time goes on and 
You know, sooner or later, the Bible says it's appointed to every man once to die, and after that, the judgment. And that means you, that means me, that means Chris, that means everybody. Every one of my kids, um, every person I've ever met, every person you've ever met, at one point in time, everybody will stand before the Father. And on that day, it'll not be about what everybody else did. It won't be about how good of a person you were. We know because the Bible says that nobody's good except for him. It'll be about your relationship. It'll be about knowing him. And that's all that matters in the very end. And how many people still don't know him? Because we're too caught up as a church dealing with politics and ministries and having trying to have our own glory and honor that doesn't belong to us to begin with, that we miss out on the heart of Jesus, which is for the world. The same Jesus who would sit with sinners and because he said he didn't come to call the righteous but the sinners to repentance. He didn't come for those who were sick, but for, the, for those who were healthy, but for those who were sick. And yet the focus of our lives should never be about us. It should be about him, and it should be about them that are out there still. It should always be about someone else. Because the fountain of living water that Jesus talked about to the woman at the well, when she said, where is this living water? And he said, and Jesus said, if you knew who it was you asked to give you a drink, you would have asked and he would have given you living water. He said you would never thirst again. And when you're full of that living water, it becomes a fountain of living water, a fountain that's continually flowing, continually pouring out an abundance that you can't help but give it away. You can't help but have it affect everything about your life. But that only happens when everything on the inside is coming out and you're not trying to hold it all in. So, once again, our call in number is 619-638-8458. This is Prayer International Radio. If you need prayer for something, please give us a call. So let's pray for a second. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your very presence. Thank you. Jesus, thank you for your grace and your mercy, which you've poured out into our lives, Father. For your blood that speaks of your love that we can never fully comprehend. But we strive to be made perfect in love. Lord, we strive to know you, Jesus. Declaring that you all that you are all in all. Declaring that every breath is because of you. Declaring that all the praise, all the worship, all the honor is yours. All the glory is yours. Declaring that your name is exalted. 
above every name. Jesus, we lay our lives down for you, desiring that you would use us, desiring that you would fill us, Lord. Oh, Father, that we can know you, that we can come every minute of every day, as David said, to dwell in the house of the Lord. To dwell in the midst of your presence, Father. Lord, for anybody who's out there listening, God, anybody out there who needs prayer for anything whatsoever, Father, we ask that you would touch them right where the point of their need is. Father, for those who are in need of peace, Lord, give them peace. For those in need of salvation, Father, open the eyes of their heart, Lord, so they can understand, so they can see. Remove the blinders from their eyes, Father. Remove the blinders from their ears, Lord, so they can see you, Father, so they can hear your presence. They can hear your voice, Lord. Father, if anybody out there is sick or has a disease or whatever, Father, Lord, your word declares, if we would ask anything in your name, Jesus, you said that you would do it. Your word declares that by your stripes we are healed. You said whatever things you pray, you you ask in prayer, believing you shall receive the things you ask. So, Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, right now we ask and speak complete and total healing over every parts of their body. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, Father, complete and total healing, Father, right now, every single infirmity gone in the name of Jesus. We rebuke every devil, every demonic spirit that would impress, that would oppress the children of God. We command you to leave right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we give you glory. We give you honor, Lord. Father, we ask that you would be magnified, Lord, in everything we say, Father, in every action, Lord. Let us be true lies, Father, that reflect your love to this world, Father. Let us be unified as the disciples were in the upper room where it says they were gathered together in one place, in one accord. Father, let your church, let your body, Father, be so joined together.
his praises One day when sin was black as could be Jesus came forth to be born of a virgin Dwelt among men, my example is he The word became flesh and the light shined among us His glory revealed, living he loved me Rising, he just is free for 
International Radio. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. Um, so someone mentioned in the chat room um, with our music being holy and um, and um, you know the thing about worship is um, <laughs> you know let me let me tell you a story. Um, I have um, in my I have four children, and so because I have four children, I also somehow now have two hamsters, a dog, and two cats. And while the hamsters are stuck in cages, my two dogs, I mean my two cats and my dog, um, pretty much have free reign of the house. Um, just like with us and the father, even though we're not animals, um, the same concept applies. Everything I have belongs to them because they're part of my household. Just like as part of the household of the children of the family of God, everything that he has belonged to us, belongs to us. Um, Jesus said um, that the Holy Spirit would take of what is mine and declare it unto you. And he said everything the Father has is mine, and therefore I say what he's take, he will take of what is mine and declare it unto you. Um, you know, my wife made a comment earlier today, and I didn't believe it, but anywhere I go in the house, these two cats and this dog follow me. And if I go into the bedroom, they're always in there. If I And so my wife was getting ready to go to bed, and so I was in there talking to her for a few minutes, and the animals were all in there playing around. And so, and she mentioned that, and I left the room to get ready for the broadcast, and then they followed me in here. And then I went outside for a minute, and they followed me outside, and then I walked inside, and they followed me inside. And, you know, something I realized is um, that should be the image of our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. We should be that close to him that everywhere we go should be constantly following him, constantly hearing his voice, constantly. You know, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and the voice of a stranger they will not follow. He said he leads us into beside the still waters. He leads us into green pastures, desiring to bless us, desiring to for us to have life and life more abundantly. But that comes from choosing to follow him. Um, it won't happen if you're going completely the opposite direction or running away from him as fast as you can. And so knowing that the Bible says that that he speaks to us, knowing that we have the ability to hear his voice, knowing that the that the Holy Spirit moves in our hearts and leads us and guides us, we should constantly, every minute of every day, every breath that comes out of our mouth, be sensitive to him, to recognize the moving of the Holy Spirit, to recognize his leading and that still small voice that leads us and guides us, but as still as his small voice is in our hearts at times, there's such a profound impact in our lives through the obedience that comes from following him and, you know, always wanting to be in his presence. You know, the reason we play worship so much is um, because there's no other place to be. There's really no place to be but in his presence. As a million times I could say it, and I can never fully 
magnify how important it is that you learn more, you'll receive more in a few seconds of his presence than a million sermons. Because our hearts are his. Our lives are his. Everything we have is because of him. Our, our old lives are dead and buried. And we've been raised in newness of life. And everything is because of him. If we go back over our lives, we can always see where the Lord, his hand, has been over us and covering us. The Bible says that we love him because he first loved us and chose us in him, that we should be without blame, that we should be holy being declared to the Father as being righteous, not because of our own works, not because of what we deserve, but just because of him, just because of his love, his love that required action, and that action being the death of his son. You know, we all have choices to make in our daily lives. We choose how much time we want to spend with him. We, we choose how much we want to talk about him to others. We choose how much of what we claim we believe that we're going to actually follow through on and live out? How much of the word are we going to actually let affect our lives? How much of it are we going to let take hold and, and change us into the image that the Father has for us? How much we are willing to be pliable and useful by him? And how much we want to give over to him? The Bible says to present yourselves as a living sacrifice to God, which is your reasonable service. And, you know, when it talks about Present yourselves as living sacrifices It's everything It's not a few minutes on Sunday It's not the few minutes You may have to read The Bible Or to pray for people It's everything It's not A 10% tithe It's everything Everything we have belongs to him We are his children And though we have Everything blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. It's only as good as how much we're willing to give out, how much we're, the Bible says freely you have received, freely give. And that should be our mindset. If the church wants to be unified, it needs to start with him, coming boldly to the mountain of God walking up into his presence, which we have equal access. You know, as when Moses went up to the mountain, the father said not to let the children of Israel come near, which they didn't want to come anyway because they were scared to death. But we have not received such a command. We've been told to come into his presence. We've been told that we have open access again to the father. To be able to be in the presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We have the honor and the ability of having the Holy Spirit of God in our hearts dwelling in us, leading us, and guiding us, revealing the hearts of the Father to us. So that we can become one with him. And you know that what that's what this is all about. 
you know, it's doing his will. Jesus said, I have food that you do not know of, which is to do the will of the Father. And so our substance, everything that keeps us going, shouldn't be the things of the world. It should be the heart of the Father. It should be following after him. It should be worshiping him. You know, I say it over and over again, but it's true. Worship isn't an action. Worship isn't something that you do because you feel guilty. It's not something you do because something good just happened in your life, and you're like, thanks, God. No. You know, worship isn't just something you do because you're miserable and everything's going horrible and that's all you have left. You know, worship should be part of your very nature. We have become worshipers of him. It's part of our very nature is understanding who he is. Worshiping him not just for his actions, but for who he is. The Bible says that the earth itself is without excuse, that even the things that are made declare his existence and even the Godhead. You know, we'll stand before him one day in the throne room with an innumerable amount of people, and we will behold the Lamb of Glory who was slain before the foundation of the world. And everybody will cry, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And that's what everything is all about now, is giving him glory. It's about the inheritance he has in us. It's about redeeming the world. Redeeming the times because the days are evil, knowing that time is short, and that he will return soon. And so we have a choice, and we choose to worship the Father. We choose to give our lives to him, to let him fully have reign and access to every part of our lives. Father, we worship you tonight. Lord, we dedicate, turn over, sanctify. Father, we give you everything. Jesus asking that your will, the will of the Father, would be done in our lives. That you would lead us and guide us in truth. Through your Holy Spirit, you would reveal to us the heart of the Father for our lives, Father. Lord, that you would speak to us as a man speaks to another man face to face as you spoke to Moses. Jesus, as you spoke to your disciples whom you loved. Father, we have complete assurance that you will never let anything happen to us. We know that your word declares that we have blessings that we have not even begun to understand. So, Father, we ask that we can know you, that you would reveal yourself to us, reveal yourself to our families. Let our lives, let our families, let our households be a place of your dwelling. 
David said, One thing I have desired, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Father, we desire to dwell in your house. We desire to dwell in your presence. We desire to see your name glorified and magnified in this earth. We desire a move of your spirit in this earth, Father, so that the light of the gospel, Father, that your love can shine throughout this earth, Father, that men can can see you, Father, men can know you. Lord, that you would change their hearts, Father, that you would move and shape their hearts, Father, that you would move and shape the hearts of the men and women of God who are serving you, Lord, that you would raise up harvesters, harvesters to go out into these fields which are ready to be harvested. Jesus, we honor you. We worship you. For your name is great. Once again, our call-in number is 619-638-8458. And to update you all again, starting tomorrow night, um, our broadcast will begin an hour. We'll start. We'll begin an hour early, um, earlier than now. And so, um, starting tomorrow, um, the broadcast will be running from nine until ten, ten thirty, just however long it goes. so um, for Chris and everybody else, um, you are all in our prayers, and um, we will see you once again tomorrow night.